Okay, so hmm. okay, so Angie, as I yeah, I shared with you yesterday that since I'm recording my experience, this is the first time I'll be recording my experience of my first ayahuasca journey um, electronically, and so I'm using this as an opportunity to create a story, a recorded story that I can share in other spaces as well. Um, so thank you to you for hearing me and thank you to everyone who will hear this in the future. Um, hmm. <laughs> yeah, after I've shared the journey very in-depth, well, I've shared it to varying depths um, about four times now. Three of those times were very deep. Um, and while I love sharing it and I, I, there is such an importance in each of us speaking our true experience, um, it's also um, uh, time-consuming and requires great presence and um, I don't want that to take away from my integration process. So this is a lovely way of me recording my experience and then being able to share it with more people um, in a way that is more efficient for my time. Yeah. So I attended, I attended my first ayahuasca ceremony um, at a place near Chicago, about five hours north of St. Louis. Um, yeah, so I drove to the train station and took a train, um, took a train to Chicago and got a taxi to to the retreat center um, type place. <laughs> um. My AirPod died. I'm hoping that it's still connected, hoping that it's still connected, and that the other one is connected. Um, so I've been feeling very available, committed to here for the ayahuasca experience. Um, I had turned down a number of previous opportunities to, to attend ayah ceremonies um, for various reasons. Essentially, they didn't feel right. And this experience has continued to feel at least good enough. Maybe not perfect, but, but good enough for my first time. And um, yeah, I have been feeling very like confident and excited for the process. And the last two hours 
of that train trip. Oh my God, there was, oh my God, chaotic. Um, Inside and outside, feeling the inner turmoil start to creep in, the fear, the anxiety, um, the train is full, noisy, Chicago's fucking Chicago. Um, (laughs) And yeah, you know, we were, train was late, Uber app wouldn't work, blah, 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 it's all the mess, <laughs> you know, just like, <sighs> very similar to when I act on stage, is that I'm really excited, and really confident, and then like right at the last minute, I start to feel a little nervous. <laughs> Ooh. So the, I had a really lovely taxi cab driver, you know, everything's just perfect, of course, as it always is. Perfect taxi driver for, for that night. And, and I ended up arranging with him to pick me up the next morning. So I, I made that uh, safety net for myself. That felt good. And as he dropped me off at the um, at the little house of Glencoe, this really lovely retreat center, very similar to to a like a very very simple modern log cabin, and just, just gorgeous, a gorgeous place. Um, and I found myself feeling, I, I had I had come back to my center, I had settled, I was feeling. Um, still very stimulated, but confident again, um, and ready for ready, ready for it. Um, amazing facilitator, amazing people. Um, I was, I think the youngest, um, by, by, well, other than one person, the youngest by probably, you know, um, about two decades, um, one of the younger people there, maybe not, but, um, you know, one to two decades, the crowd was significantly older than me, um, and that felt good. I felt very, not just because of their ages, but also the wisdom, maturity, energetic, um, resonance. I felt very safe and supported, um, the facilitator set a beautiful container laying down rules, protocols, guidance, and just really beautiful guidance um, that I will leave inside that container. So I won't share explicitly on this recording, but some of it I'm, I'm open to sharing in in-person conversation. Just really though, just amazing, exquisite, safe container for the experience. And then we, she opened the ceremony with an opening circle. Everyone shared their intentions. My intentions were um, 
many, many pages in my journal. <laughs> um, but, but what I shared essentially was uh, that I wanted healing in my neck, throat, jaw, head, um, and to clear those blockages to greater self-expression. To, um, to stop embodying people-pleasing and managing other people's emotions and to share more authentically. Um, and I also expressed my desire for healing around my heart to let go of shame and guilt and fear of rejection and fear of judgment and to just like burn all that, burn all of it away. Um, uh, to let go of that exhaustion that it is to pretend to be someone we're not. Uh, the facilitator, a female shaman, um, used music throughout the ceremony to guide us. So she has a drum and a rattle. And then there were a couple of points closer to the end where she played music from, um, from her laptop over speakers. So we went up two at a time to the altar and were offered a cup of ayahuasca, um, about a half of a shot's worth, like one ounce. Um, there were uh, grapes and cacao nibs that we could, like little pieces of dark cacao that we could eat after drinking the brew. Um, and I found myself really actually enjoying the taste enough to not want to cover it up. Um, so I, I drank my cup and then I went and sat back down um, and I laid down as as the facilitator began to drum and to sing and invited the participants to join if we if we wanted to um, I did for a minute but I was really just feeling called to lay down and to listen to get really receptive um, so I I did that um, and the first thing I felt <laughs> was this amazing warm feeling, like starting in my jaw and spreading up into my head, um, incredibly warm and, and very localized to the areas that I was wanting healing in. Um, it wasn't like a general warmth. It was, it was very localized. Um, and I leaned into that. It was it was very like pleasurable. It was very nice. I I leaned into it, um, you know, and and like open to it. Like yes, yes, please. <laughs> um, and and from there, I I just like dove into this these amazing, amazing like blissful visuals, um, wild visuals. I'm far beyond anything I have previously experienced on psychedelics. Um, amazing, just amazingly complex and vivid and 
changing in 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 so many different ways um and i i was getting i was so engrossed in them and and to the point where i was not like present in my body like i felt out of body um but i didn't feel like disconnected from my body so for example like if i had if my if i had the urge to pee i started to feel that like um if i felt any discomfort i was present to that so i wasn't like disconnected from my body but when I was in the depths of like like my energetic being um i was very present there i was i was not present in my body unless it was like unless it had needs that were wanting to be addressed um and so as i'm like getting so engrossed in these amazing 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 visuals um i start to realize i'm like holy fuck like my perception is what is manipulating these visuals like i'm creating what i'm looking at right now <laughs> and then and 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 being able to be so intimately present with the correlation between how the visuals were and how i was perceiving them to be like wherever my mind was at per se as i looked at them <laughs> and it it ignited this deep full sense powerful sense of creatrix energy in me um in which i really like embodied i mean for the first time in that in this way um i i am creating my reality And most of the rest of that first round, I was, <laughs> I was, I was reveling in my bliss. I was, I was so, I was just laying there so ecstatic, so happy to be me. Would never trade it with anyone, with anyone else ever. I would never trade. I'm so happy to be me. And I love how that opens so much freedom to desire the same thing for other people. <laughs> there was a sharing circle um, about two hours after the first dose. Um, and yeah, all I said was something, <laughs> I mean, so for maybe four minutes, I, I was talking about like I, I was like i'm so glad to be me you know i'm reveling in my pleasure like <laughs> um, i wasn't i i was still pretty deep so i was not able to uh, articulate nearly as well and it felt so nice it felt so good like at, at one when i when i broke into that like i was met with like a chorus of laughter and it was so beautiful 
to be received in that way and like these people like my bliss make like makes these people happy right and it's like of course like isn't that how it should be as humans that that my bliss that you're happy for my bliss and i'm happy for your bliss and and in that we give each other permission to be blissful During that first round, uh, I barely felt any nausea. Um, it was, it was very light. It was very light, um, deeply, deeply light. And um, when I went up for a second cup, we were all offered a second round. Um, as I was holding the cup, kneeling in front of the altar, I, you know, communicated my intention, my prayer. I'm like, you know, <laughs> um, this is really nice. And, um, you know, I like a little challenge. <laughs> like I'm, I'm up for a little challenge. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I invited in more, more darkness. Um, and I did eat a couple of grapes that time. Uh, by that time, I was, the grapes were sounding really good. Um, I was more excited for the grapes than I was for the second cup of Aya, although I was like, very, like, I just like knew I was going to take it. Like, I wanted more, like, including more of whatever sh showed up, like, not just the light. Like, I, I went there to do work. And gosh, if it, if it's that fucking magnificent, you know, in the light, like, I can be with darkness. I got light for days in the darkness. <laughs> um, so I laid back down. I, I started to feel nauseous. Um, started to feel and and so the thing to do in my experience with life in general is to lean into what's over there lean into it lean into it um, let it wash over lean into it it's not going to go away um, conversely we can set boundaries with something in a way that does give ourselves more space and the other thing more space to change um, but first i i leaned into it i leaned into the nausea and holy fuck it got worse it was getting worse it was getting worse and uh, and then i switched up methods i was like okay no and i i like very consciously it was very empowering i very consciously set a boundary with this nausea um I was recalling um, recalling many years ago being so, so sick all the time. Um, and uh, throwing up three to five times a day most days. Um, 
I became an expert at vomiting. And as I was laying there during ceremony, I was like, fuck no. I know what that's like. I'm not doing that. And I set the boundary and then I leaned into the boundary and I, I dropped down into an even like deeper state of darkness, um, almost a sense of like briefly kind of passing out, um, just not really being present with anything except the darkness. Um, and then all of a sudden I started feeling the nausea growing again very quickly, very quickly, very quickly. Um, and I was like, oh, this is not optional. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So as soon as it became like very apparent that I was going to vomit, uh, yeah, I, I readied myself for it. You know, I'm like so fucking deep in it in, in the in state, um, but pull myself up and lean over the bucket I have next to my sleeping bag and um and and have what i will say was the purest cleanest smoothest vomit i ever have oh my god like she's kind of the ayahuasca was kind of funny with that you know i i told her like i know what this is like um i know what that's like and she was like no you don't <laughs> no you don't know what it's like not with me <laughs> And it was just, yeah, it, there was so much like smooth but forceful energy behind the behind the motion of like my body like rippling out like what was no longer serving, um, that it just like all came out like all at once. It was just like done. It was it was amazingly, you know, kicked the wind out of me feeling. Um, but it, it was very smooth and very clean and and I actually really enjoyed it. Like I found bliss in the experience while it was happening. And then after I was I was like crouched over my vomit. I'm like so sacred. I'm like honoring my vomit, like honoring the discard. So sacred, you know, <laughs> and and I'm hanging there for long enough that my head starts to like my head like I, I almost kind of like passed out in my vomit. Like my head like bobs down. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was sacred, but not enough to to decorate myself with it. <laughs> um, so I, I laid back down and then kind of went back into the darkness on and off. And, and there was like emotional processing of fear and what ifs and, um, just and and learning to not like letting go of victimhood was definitely part of it. Um, yeah, that was a big one, um, definitely in relation to my roots. And yeah, um, and had and had a relatively brief period. I mean, I don't know, maybe. 20 minutes what is time um definitely in that state what the fuck is time <laughs> um um where i like where i had some very visceral like emotional catharsis that was um 
me like sobbing and it, it felt, I mean, like everything else, it felt good when I surrendered to it. Um, and, and processing a foundational relationship in my life and, um, yeah, um, noting that I don't want to share about that in more detail on the recording. And again, that's something that I am open to sharing more about in person um, with, uh, with some people. Um, but yeah, I did have like kind of a breaking point emotionally in that. Um, it was during the come down period, um, which I didn't even realize was happening until, until it had already happened, um, or been happening for a while. And it was during that, that part that the facilitator was playing just really beautiful music, like spiritual type music, but, but, um, very open, um, just beautiful music, uh, spiritually, like gentle and uplifting music. Um, yeah, and, and just really kind of like reached that point of emotional exhaustion and was a little bit feeling that heaviness. Um, and so it was perfect, of course, that next we were invited to a dance party. Um, so the facilitator played music, invited us all to join with our rattles and drums. And we were also, um, uh, welcome to go outside during that point. So at this point it's like 5 AM. Um, this was, the ceremony was overnight from 10 PM to, um, uh, we closed around eight, 8 AM. So around 5 AM we had a dance party. Um, and that was, and, and I went outside and I grounded and I hugged a tree and, you know, touched the dewy wet leaves on the ground. And that felt really good. That really helped me discharge a lot of the like heavy energy that had kind of landed there at the end. Um, went back inside, did some dancing, super fun, so fun. There was a lot of, it, I spent, a, <laughs> I spent a good amount of time during that second round maybe it was the first round. No, it was the second round. Um, like sitting up like in Lotus position and just like fucking dancing, like jamming along with, um, with the facilitators singing and drumming and rattling. It was so good. Oh my God. It was so good. It's just, yeah, very like, I am the queen of the night vibes. Like as you know, like there are no lights on, everything's in silhouette, but there are these beautiful, two big beautiful windows like right behind the altar like right like I'm sitting right in front of them you know and I can see the stars and the trees outside and the blue of the night the dark blue of the night sky I'm just like dancing I'm like I you know just like oh just one of the many moments where I have felt so fucking grateful that I have learned to be with pain so well so well it's such a fucking helpful skill mm. Yeah. Dance party and then closing circle. Everyone was given the chance to share again. Um, yeah, sharing is so important. And then we could eat food from the altar and cleaned up. My taxi cab driver was there. Um, 
Yeah. And um, he took me back to the train station. We were right on time. Um, And this is where I was basking post-ceremony. So we're going to arrive at the train station 10 minutes before my train leaves, according to the GPS. And uh, the, the gate closes five minutes before the train leaves. So I'm going to have five minutes from getting dropped off to get to the gate. Okay. <laughs> and I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that there was no reason I shouldn't make that train. Assuming that all of those things were correct. We got there five minutes ahead. The gate closes at five till. And, and I had been in the station only once, but I knew that it wasn't that big. I knew that I could run through it in less than five minutes. Okay, so I'm like riding this high of like, I am very certain that if all of those factors are true, that I'm going to make this train. There's no reason for me to not make this train. And yes, I processed on the way there, you know, and if for some reason I don't make the train, I can take the next one. It's not that big of a deal. But arriving, I was so certain I was going to make that train. And then I realized, I was like, oh my God, and I get to have the experience of running to catch a train, (laughs) which is just, I don't know, it's just like a really cliche kind of experience, you know, like in narrative, like running to catch a train. (laughs) And, And I never have before. So it was just, it was so cool to like, to, to embody that and to be like, I get to have this experience as I'm like running through the train station. And like, I get to tell people this story. This is so cool. And, and that came from a place of being so fucking certain that I would be on time. And, and you know what I traded that for? Like, instead of leaving 30 minutes earlier, um, and, and having plenty of time, way more than I, than I needed to catch the train, I had 30 minutes of socializing with amazing, beautiful people after the ceremony. And, 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 and on top of that, I got the experience of, of, of ecstatically running through a train station to catch a train. And in, in the past, in the past, Old Rose was always super early for everything. She always wanted to be early. And and then I swung into a period of being like late for everything. Late, 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 late. And what what I'm integrating now between those like masculine and feminine tides is I am always on time. I literally can't not be on time. Like I'm always, always, always on time. And that <laughs> I'm making it sound so much like simpler here than that's actually been for me to reprogram. That's been a conscious reprogramming process for years now. Um, and just to illustrate like one of the things that I, one of the many things that experiencing ayahuasca has done for me um, through teaching me to harmonize with that frequency in my own being, the frequency of ayahuasca, is to (laughs) um, just plant so deeply, like such deep roots of knowing that I am always on time. I am always on time. What is for me cannot pass me by, and what is not for me easily falls away. I don't have to lift a finger. I just do what I want. 
and I, I am, I, I am love, lovely, loving, and lovable. So what I want is always, always great, always beautiful, always great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was my first ayahuasca experience. Mm, this is it. I mean, it, it hasn't stopped. It's still going. It's still going. I imagine it can go on forever because, again, it's not about the brew. It's about learning to harmonize with that frequency. And I am very receptive, very sensitive, and I have learned how to channel that, how to use that in a way that is beautiful and strengthening and empowering. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. And so I learn. <laughs> hmm. Thank you for hearing me, Angie for um, prompting me to send this and for being uh, such a a beautiful example of goddess incarnate. Mm. Yeah. Hiya, yeah.